Welcome to the Design Doctor Podcast, where we talk about how to decorate, remodel, or build a home without losing your mind. I'm your host, Krisha Palmer, physician turned interior designer and life coach. So come on in and have a seat. Let's talk. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. I had a situation come up recently with a client that I'm working with on a kitchen and laundry remodel, and it's something that comes up from time to time. Uh, It's sort of, I think of it as kind of a part of the process, and it made me stop and think that I need to do a podcast episode on this because it's really important, and I know from what you all have told me, you come across this situation a lot. And so I thought I would hop on here and give you my perspective as a designer who comes across this frequently on how you can address this particular situation and give you some communication tips for working with your contractor. So you might be wondering, okay, what's the situation, Krisha? What happened? (laughs) Well, let me just say that most of you have probably come across similar situations, if especially if you've gone through a remodel or you've built a new home. So picture this scenario. You make a request, whatever it is, maybe it's just something that you've seen that you really like, or it's something that's super functional that you want to incorporate into a kitchen or a bath, and you've been told, well, we can't do that, or that can't be done, or we don't do that. And I actually put a post on Facebook uh, within some of the the design and decorating groups about this, and a lot of you responded. And I really appreciate that response. It helps me formulate this episode so that it helps you more. So have you ever been in this situation where you've been told, well, we can't do that, that can't be done, period, right? And it can be frustrating, right? It's your remodel, it's your home, you want something done and you're told that it can't be done. So where do you go from there? What do you do? One of you told me that you were told that your quartzite countertops could not also function as a backsplash, like you were told that you had to use tile. Another one that uh, stood out to me was that you were told that your patterned carpet runner couldn't be lined up correctly on the stairs, like it was going to be a little off and you were going to have to live with it because that's the way, that's the only way it could be done, right? One of you told me that you could not have a non-vented gas fireplace, and uh, as it ended up, all of these things were possible. How do you handle it when these situations come up? Let me give my specific example, because I think it will bring a little bit more clarity to the situation. So I designed kitchen cabinetry for a client, custom kitchen cabinetry. Typically, the way things work is, is that if there's any reason why what I have designed is an issue, Maybe logistically, you know, with cabinet making, something's difficult to do or can't be done, or maybe it needs to be done a different way. What happens is the cabinet maker will contact me and explain, hey, I know you designed it this way, but because of X, Y, and Z, it's going to be harder to do it this way. So this is going to cost more the way you designed it, or we can do, you know, we can come up with another solution, right? So we have a discussion, we, we solve the problem. And sometimes it's important enough to actually, you know, do the extra work or maybe pay the extra expense. And sometimes it's not, and we'll find a different solution. But those conversations are very important to have. Otherwise, 
my client's not going to get what they're expecting from my drawings, right? So this particular time, this is the first time that I worked with this particular uh, contractor and cabinet maker, which do excellent work, by the way. I'm not throwing any shade on them. But um, this time, those conversations didn't happen. Okay, and I really think that that was because this particular cabinet maker was not used to working with designers. He was used to doing the design work himself and making those decisions. And I understand that once you're in that flow, you kind of do things the way they've always been done. So I, I clear I really don't think this was anything personal. It wasn't. Okay, so those conversations did not happen. The cabinets arrived. They were installed and there were many different parts that were not as I had drawn them, all right? And it did change the look in a way that I was not happy with and my client was not happy with. He had made multiple changes based on kind of what he usually does. So it was a total surprise to me and to my client. So my question to you is, if this were you, how would you feel? Right? So I think that just our natural human response is, irritation, right? Frustration. Why didn't you create it the way I drew it for you? <laughs> you know, my, my client hired a designer to design the cabinets for a reason, right? That's why I was there. And if the cabinet maker was not going to, was going to just automatically do it, do it their way, there was, would not have been a place for me, right? So I think it's totally normal for that first response to be irritation and frustration, and oftentimes, I think what happens in these situations is that we automatically react to that, okay? So we make a phone call, or we shoot off a text or an email, and we sort of unload this frustration and this irritation onto the other person, whether that be the cabinet maker or the contractor or the electrician, and that never really goes well, right? It doesn't solve anything because it sets the whole situation up as a conflict and an argument when it doesn't have to be. Okay, so what I did first, as you all know that I'm a life coach, I coached myself because I'm human and I was irritated. <laughs> I had spent all this time drawing these, you know, designing these cabinets, doing these drawing, detailed drawings, and the result was that that they weren't designed in that way with no discussion. So as a life coach, <laughs> I coached myself. Uh, you know, I realized like this is not personal. This is not a conflict. And what helped me get through that initial period of frustration and irritation was telling myself, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. There's no blame here. Yes, if he had come to me and said, hey, I noticed that you drew it like this, but this is, this is why this is not going to work. We can solve it this way or we can solve it this way. Instead of me blaming him for that not happening, I put my focus on how do we solve this issue now? Because really that's the only thing that's important. It doesn't matter whose fault it was, if there's fault at all. Even if there is, lots of time it's not intentional. It's just a lack of communication, like in this situation. So what I tried to focus on is how do we solve this problem now? How can I communicate with this cabinet maker and contractor so that these cabinets can be adjusted to my original design as in as much as you know logistically possible and so my client will have the kitchen that we had planned for her. I did reach out and I was told well that's just how it has to be otherwise 
the wood will warp. I had some kind of larger panel doors and side panels for the refrigerator. And I was told, well, that ha- that's how it has to be or it's going to warp. Okay. So then the question comes up, well, where do I go from here? Right. And especially if you're not really familiar with cabinet making, you may think that's true. And it might be true, but there might still be another solution. So how do you deal with that uncertainty? Well, number one, I always question it, not in an accusatory or a threatening way, but just out of curiosity. Is that true? Like, I've seen this done before. Like, what's the difference? Why am I seeing this <laughs> everywhere else? Why have I designed kitchen cabinets exactly like in the past, this in the past and it hasn't been an issue? Why is this just an issue now? So just out of curiosity. So I always question it. Sometimes what they're telling me is totally legit and I need to rethink my plan. But sometimes it's just a matter of communicating further and coming up with a solution. So I want to give you a set of questions to ask yourself and to ask whoever it is you're working with, whether it be a subcontractor or a contractor, to help move the conversation along towards a solution. All right, because that's, that's the goal, right? Not to figure out whose fault it is or where things went wrong. It's just to fit, let's get to a solution, right? So here's question number one. I would ask, are there codes involved? Because sometimes there is, okay? Sometimes something le- legitimately cannot be done because it interferes with some type of residential building code. So uh, clarify that, first of all, is this a code issue, If it is, you're probably not going to have a whole lot of room to move around. But if it isn't, then you've got definitely some more flexibility. Question number two, is the issue that it can't be done or is it that it's just harder to do? More time consuming, right? That's an important thing to clarify. And I would ask, can this not be done at all or is it just harder? Is there a way? Okay, another question that will stimulate that conversation towards a solution is, Is this something that can't be done or is it that it can be done? It'll just be more expensive. A lot of the times that's the case. You've been quoted a certain amount and they're trying to stay within that budget. And so when you request something maybe that is more complicated, that would require more work, more material, more expertise, it should and does cost more, right? But you want to have that option knowing going into it If I want this and it's important to me, I'm willing to pay for it. So I would ask that question, can it not be done or is it just more expensive to do? Another question that you can ask is, if it could be fixed, how would it be fixed? And then the last question I would ask is, what can be done about this? Instead of this can't, you know, just accepting that this can't be done, ask, how could this be fixed? All of these questions are great for creating a more productive communication and conversation about about whatever issue you're dealing with. The second thing I would do would be if you're not sure that what they're telling you makes sense or you still have questions, I would get input from other professionals. Okay, and I'm not talking about just random family member and friends that don't have any more knowledge than you do about this. When I had my cabinet with this particular issue that came up, I wasn't, I was really questioning whether what I was being told was accurate. Okay, and so I went to another 
So I actually reached out to another cabinet maker that I have a really great relationship with. We worked together a lot and, and kind of picked his brain and realized that, yes, this can all be fixed. So I knew I wanted to go into this conversation knowing that what I was asking was reasonable. So if you're asking for input from other professionals, make sure they're people that actually know what they're talking about, okay, um, or have had some experience in that area. So I would definitely do all your research before addressing it. And then when you approach them, don't focus on their motivation. We often tell ourselves stories like, well, they just don't want to go to the trouble to fix it. And they don't know what they're doing. And we can get really wrapped up in who is to blame. But what's more important is to go into that conversation thinking, how can we fix this now? Let's come up with a solution. And one quote that I really like that I recently read by Dr. Caroline Leaf she says, it's incredibly important to remember that in any argument, and I would, I would clarify that this is not an argument, but this is what she's talking about, okay? It is incredibly important to remember that in any argument, it's not you against the other person. Rather, it's you and the other person against the issue. Separate the human from the problem. And I think if we'll remember this as we go in, into these, what can be sometimes uncomfortable conversations is that it's not you against your builder. It's not you against your cabinet maker. It's you and your contractor and cabinet maker against the problem, right? You're on the same team. And if you manage your mind and change your mindset, you will, your communication will be so much more effective and you'll get a quicker, better result. So try to come from that place of mutual respect and curiosity. So the first thing I would do would really be to um, let yourself feel that initial irritation or frustration, and then gradually try to shift your mindset into one that's just more curious and problem solving. So that when you have the conversation with your contractor, your builder, you're going into it from a place of curiosity and respect. Lots of times we feel that initial irritation or frustration and we'll just like shoot off a long text or an email and it's just not effective because it's so emotionally charged. So if you can take a step back, think about things for a while, get your thoughts in order. And then what I would encourage you to do instead of texting or emailing, I would encourage you to pick up the phone and have a conversation. I think that texting and emailing is super easy, but in situations like this, it's really difficult and it's really, well, I should say it's not difficult. It's really easy to misread tone and different nuance in those conversations, especially if you're talking about a potential problem or a potential, um, you know, issue or challenge. So I would pick up the phone, just have a conversation. And then I would, after you have that conversation, however that goes, I would follow up with an email or a text, depending on how you and your person communicate, documenting kind of everything that you talked about, just so that there's a written record of it and they, whatever agreement or plan that you came up with together. The bright side of all this is that from my experience, most of these issues can be solved and actually solved pretty easily if you're both coming from a place of, you know, we're on the same team, how can we fix this? As for my situation with the cabinet 
the cabinet details. Uh, I met with um, the contractor on site. We walked through everything. Everything is is going to be fixed. We did compromise on a few things, and uh, my client is completely happy. The kitchen is going to look absolutely amazing, and it didn't have to be so hard, right? And most of that um, feeling that everything went smoothly came from me managing my mind on the front end and realizing this is not a conflict. This is not an argument. This is not a conflict. This is not anybody trying to assign blame to anybody else. It's just something that happened and we're going to solve it together. I hope this helps you if you're remodeling now or going through a new construction. If you have any other questions about working with builders and contractors, shoot me an email, krisha at krisha.com, and let me know because I'd love to cover more of these topics in future episodes. I hope you have a great week. Happy decorating, and I'll see you next week.